is uh, time for great news. This is a podcast that Mike Catherwood and I do um, every Monday and Thursday, and it's basically a way to highlight good people being good, most of the time to strangers. There's more good going on, and there's more good people in the world by far than uh, crappy asshole people. But crappy asshole people don't drive ratings very much. Yeah. And uh, we are led to believe that everyone's angry and and very, you know, that society's going through this divisive, toxic uh, state. But in reality, day in and day out, all the time, amazing, beautiful, heroic, uplifting, positive things are happening. You know, I was thinking this about this yesterday when I was at the grocery store um, and I asked the uh, clerk there, how many people come in here without a mask and get into some kind of altercation? And she said, none. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I've seen a lot of Karens and I've seen a lot of people that are fighting and all that kind of stuff. Never in real life. I've never seen one single Karen in real life. My buddy's a Todd. Uh, my buddy's a Todd. My buddy's a cop. His name's Todd in, in back in L.A. And, um, you know, two or three years ago when like the, the there was seemed to be story after story of um, controversial police acti- activity. Um, he was talking to me and uh, he was saying, you know, it, it, it's when I look and see on TV, I see police activity that I know is not protocol. I, it's obvious that that should be brought to light. He said, but it's hard because police, we, we only make the news when something catastrophic happens. And uh, we all have served millions and millions of hours collectively. If you look at cops in the United States, and it's all just trying to save people's lives. And then it's punctuated on the news by like he's, three or four stories every year you're, you're like assholes oh, crap, yeah you know? yeah all right are you ready so we, for an intro i'm ready for an intro for great news you have any requests um motorhead <clears throat> let me let me autograph right there let me harness it <laughs> intro 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 is an intro <laughs> motherfucking intro <laughs> Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues Cause Kevin and Mark give you all the great news You think you would be happy with that? Um, I don't know if let me be happy with anything Other than <laughs> meth, Jack Daniels, and cigarettes <laughs> That's true, that's a good point uh, For great news, we like to bring in stories about animals Because they make us smile That's yeah. basically what this entire podcast is about The next video that you're going to see is a baby bear another cub and it's walking through a display where there is an inflatable reindeer okay and i don't know exactly if the if the bear feels threatened or what happens but (laughs) watch this there are lots of other enticing inflatables decorating front lawns in this monrovia neighborhood but when it came to this six-foot reindeer somebody just couldn't keep their paws off of it. You can hear the nylon fabric rustling as this bear tries to put the blow-up reindeer in a chokehold. Once he takes it to the ground, he nuzzles its face a little bit, but eventually starts whipping its head around like a rag doll. And I looked up and there it was, jumping on the reindeer. What did you think? I said, oh my God, I was laughing to myself out in the street and then... Donna Hargett recorded the oh-so-festive and adorably one-sided boxing match at her next-door neighbor's house. And she watched in delight as the bear went after the reindeer's rear end. 
first slapping it on the butt and then trying repeatedly to take a bite out of its leg before going <laughs> full beast mode. What do you think was going on in this bear's head? I think it was pissed. I don't know. I don't know. Coming in on this territory, I don't know. And then you could tell it was the mama behind the baby. The coach appears to have a word with her little prize fighter in the corner, but the bear doesn't back down without one last swat to the antlers. Girlfriend, do one. Bears, nothing. We see these two around all the time. They're troubled. And this is far from the first time Donna's witnessed bear shenanigans in this foothill community that borders the San Gabriel Mountains. She says she's had bears come right inside her home. Through the window one time, because there's scratches on the wall. One got up on the bed, and there was paw prints. But but you know the saying, bears will be bears. Is that the saying? Never ever. Um, Has that been a saying? <laughs> that bear attacked the butt of the of the reindeer, slapped that, at it, bit it. That bear there, wanted some butt. There's so much joy in that story. <laughs> the fact that the bear just came in is like no, I, and the mom brought it over. It's like, come on, we got stuff to do. Hey, He's like, come on, stop it. Just wait. I I gotta get this guy. One more swipe, and then I'll be done. <laughs> and. And by the way, here's another thing, you know, <laughs> people who move to the Los Angeles area, especially if they move from a different urban setting, mm -hmm. they haven't, you, they can't, it doesn't make sense that you're in this urban area or even like the surrounding suburban areas and just mountain lions and bears come to your lawn. I didn't even like, think about that. It did, I, I've lived here for a long time. It just doesn't occur to me that, oh, yeah, of course there's bears here. It, and it, like, happened. I mean, it, it, it's happened zero times in Chicago or New York City. <laughs> but L.A., it's like it's so it, – we're, we're so impeding on, like, wildlife territory. They're like, nah, listen, we're just going to go – do you remember the Glendale bear that went to In-N-Out? Oh, yeah. That one's the oh, best. That is that the best. That one's the yeah. best. Well, second best. I mean, this one attacking the butt has to be the best. I don't know. And the I Glendale also, bear was good because we talked to the Glendale bear on yeah, Kevin and true. Bean. That's, that that was true, pretty yeah. sweet. Um, <laughs> I have another uh, animal story. This one's a lot different. Okay. Not necessarily <laughs> cute, but it involves animals. It does involve cute animals, and it involves heroic humans. But in Denver, there was a terrible, terrible crash on the freeway that involved a, a diesel tanker. Okay? Diesel tanker went kaput i mean talking major leak everything it's a disaster right so they're trying to make sure that everyone's safe they notice some ducks got like overwhelmed by a tidal wave of diesel okay check out some of these pictures it's it was really crazy i mean it was you know icy roads boom diesel tanker so the firemen who never cease to amaze me at how how amazing and how brave they are, firefighters. I agree. Uh, they get to work on these ducks, and they save the duck's life by washing them. Check it out. Trying to figure out, like, what? I don't even what know what oil is. What's happening now? Right now? 
her to go back in that pizza. Wow. And they took it they took it right to a Chinese restaurant, little Mandarin sauce. No, they didn't. Yep. Yeah. Nope, that's not the end of the story. Hey King Duck, dude. <laughs> Mike, I'm going to tell you that you and I are going to be professional athletes soon. Okay. And I'm very excited about this as uh, there is something now known as the Pillow Fighting Championship. Shut up. This is a sport okay. with a championship. Okay. What's this? The Pillow Fighting Championships are now heading to the big leagues with the alternative sport set to hold its first live pay-per-view event in Florida at the beginning of next year. The CEO of PFC says you won't see any feathers flying though. Rather, they use specifically designed pillows for the fights. It's also a great watch if you're a little bit squeamish when it comes to blood, with the CEO celebrating the fact that no one gets hurt. Then again, I haven't started yet. Looks like I have some training to do. Oh yeah. Listen, all right, we, we need to talk about one thing first before we talk about pillow fighting. Yes. That bitch wants to pillow fight with me. She's gonna be in for a whole different world of hurt because oh, I couldn't she would even take you down. She would I take could not you even down. concentrate on that right. story. Who is that newscaster? She is scorching on. I am not positive, but it is on CNN. I've never seen her before. Same. Holy maybe it's maybe it's a maybe it's an overseas CNN like a Europe or something. I, she is know. she is the she is the go-to news network for my heart. That's for sure. <laughs> it's not your heart that you're feeling. I have an amazing pillow fight story. This is totally inside. This was not <laughs> this was not broadcast. This okay. is inside baseball or right. inside MMA actually. So Oregon is it was well known as one of the great like meccas for uh, wrestling. Right. Um, and that is uh, where Chael Sonnen, Chael P. Sonnen, greatest of all time, he comes from West Lynn, Oregon, much like my father. Um, and he Did was your a, father uh, wrestle? Uh, no, my dad was a boxer and a basketball My Dwight my, was a boxer? Yes, and his dad, my Dwight Sr., was the high school basketball coach at West Lynn High School, the alumni of, uh, you know, oh the, my the God. school of Chael P. Sonnen. So anyway, so Oregon's well known for you know like Ohio, everyone has there's this, these spots where wrestling's huge. Oregon's one of them. They have a wrestling camp there, okay? That uh, like a sleepaway camp, and all the best wrestlers go to it. Right. Um, and this came from another kid who went there. This isn't from Chael, but they they would get you know they're they're wrestlers, so they're all rowdy and they're violent dudes. Right. At night they would have pillow fights, um, you know, in their bunks, and Chael dumped out all the fucking filling and put of course. shoes. Of he put course. like four pairs of shoes and just started knocking dudes out. That's fantastic. I mean, look, I like the promise that no one's going to get hurt in the pillow fighting, but... By the way... Somebody needs to get hurt. Easier said than done. I, I'm i not letting like Israel Adesanya hit me with a pillow. Like, he, you know, someone who can really crack well, like I, mean, I don't think I don't think anyone who can really crack is in the pillow fighting championship. Maybe you're right, but if you look like, let's say you were a former professional baseball player, even like Double A, Triple A, if you were a pitcher, mm -hmm. you could wing that thing. You could wreck someone if you yes. if you could really if you have that like fast switch, you could you could crack. But you would take a fall for that anchor. You would just oh, take yeah. A oh dive. yeah no I do I do professional I'd be in the PFC. <laughs> That's our future, my friend, the PFC. I wonder if they have tag totally, teams. I wonder, totally I wonder if they okay have tag that. teams. That would be great. 
Oh, yeah, they, they totally should do tag team. Yeah. All right, so Kevin. Yes. When your daughters were young, did they make you go to their pretend salon or their pretend of grocery course. store or pretend? Of okay. So me too. This dad goes to his daughter's pretend restaurant and left a, a review. He left a Yelp review and check it out. Look at this picture and look at this story. that kid she's that is pretty great but she needs to step up her service let's be honest service is not a strong point in the united states seriously what are we doing here come on pick it up (laughs) doesn't anybody take pride in their work anymore that's so great that he left a review for his daughter's restaurant uh and my last story for this episode is pittsburgh steelers Najee harris nice he um won the championship with alabama and then he got drafted into the nfl and he and his family lived in shelters and they moved from shelter to shelter and at one point they were living in their van and he decided that he wanted to do something to give back now that he has some money and so he went back to the first to the very last shelter that they stayed in mm-hmm. and remodeled pretty much the whole thing and i and i also want you to pay attention before we play the video of this there are a lot of people who put their names on charity events they allow you to use their name to publicize it or whatever this guy knows all of the details of everything that's happening to this shelter where he last lived watch this before you moved into grip how many shelters were you and your family how many had you gone through to that point do you remember my mom knows that off top but if i could think stayed one in san francisco one in seattle one in richmond i remember saying one in seattle i was about about nine or something or eight i was young i was young why was it important that partnering with lowe's to do some of the renovations at grip is one of the things that you wanted to do to kind of kick off how you're giving back to the community yeah um so it was important for me to start there because obviously it's where i stayed at and you know a lot of people um who was when i came back when I was staying there, they were still working there, you know, and um, they was telling me that, you know, there's some stuff that they, 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 they really, really are passed to on, like, renovating and they need, you know, renovation. So, you know, I, I felt like it was right just to start at that last place that I stayed at and that the people who's working there is still there. And um, so I thought that was a good thing to start at. What things did they point to and say, hey, it'd be great if we could get a new one of these or it'd be awesome if this was freshened up a little bit? Yeah, it was the uh, carpet was one of them. That was the main thing. The biggest thing was the carpet. Um, I mean, you know, it was, and I saw it too, and it, and it, it didn't need renovation. Um, then the, the fences, uh, it was a playground too. Um, the sign. Um, upstairs, it was, uh, was it the walls? Um, washer and dryer. Um, and then uh, they told me that they need some new computers. The computer's really old. And for all the people who's moving in, they need a record on some stuff. So they're using this one computer, and um, I'm about to go um, give them a new computer, some, some more newer computers to help it out with that. How about that guy? That's amazing. How about Najee Harris from the, uh, from the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers? That's, that's amazing, and I love that he's doing that based on that was the last place they stayed. And the same people are still there working. 
And so he's going to re- renovate the whole thing. Dude, it's... <clears throat> I wish I could remember the young man's name, but I talked to a guy who's a... He runs a very successful fitness podcast. I really should just check it, look it up, but he, he runs a very successful fitness podcast now, but he was uh, the center for the San Diego Chargers for 11 seasons, Pro Bowler. And we were discussing, and he was explaining to me how hard it is to retire because he's like, you can't imagine the feeling of coming out of the tunnel on a Sunday afternoon or a Monday night and the thousands of people cheer and just the, the electricity. It's like, it, there's nothing like that. Right. Now imagine if you're living in fucking shelters and you really like you're, you, you have to deal with so much adversity and now you're rich and you get to have that. I mean, he's gotta be just really trying to make sense of his life. It has to be so peculiar. And he's, Doing it by giving back, which I think no, is just exactly. really amazing. I mean, I you know, and I can only I can only try to like picture what it might. But to think like, if you were so poor that you were living in shelters with your family, you get money. Do you think? I mean, I would assume your first take isn't like, well, let me think of ways to give this away. Well, because you and I are not good people. That's no, no, why. no. I'm just thinking like there's probably like some some famine mentality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of like, course. The idea is like who – I'm not going to give. I Are you kidding me? I know what it's like to be dead broke, to live in, in you know, with public assistance. And so for him to take that money knowing that's his upbringing and be like, oh, I have to give back. It's beautiful. It's amazing. That's my so great news for him. Yeah. yeah, I agree. My final story uh, revolves around um, a young autistic boy, 11 years old, uh it's just it's so hard for me as a parent you know i i'm just i i can't sympathize any deeper with parents of children who um are different in some way and and whatever it may be when you know your child is struggling socially and especially with things like autism where that's ingrained in kind of the 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 process of but at least kids in school are super nice so you got that going for you you know, like a kid, no matter what, even if if he's like, like super duper awesome, cool guy, you're going to have kids be mean to you. Now, imagine if you have some thing that you have no control over, you were born with that makes you automatically different than the other kids. It's got to be just so heartbreaking for obviously for the child, but then again, to watch that as a parent. And so this mom was throwing a birthday party for her autistic son. He's 11 years old and he only, all he wanted was to have a bowling party. And it sounded awesome to him, right? Well, she started to do the invites and get the process going and through normal channels and no one wanted to come. Oh, fucking heartbreaking, right? So she's at her last, you know, she's at her wits end. She goes online and she just posts the story. She's like, this is the truth, is it? And he ended up filling up five lanes with over 30 people, most of them strangers, who came and celebrated his birthday party, complete strangers that just knew that this kid deserved to have a birthday party. And his quote was, uh, his name's Harry. He said, I would like to thank all the people who came. It made it so that I could have a real birthday party and not a party where most people wouldn't come. I got a real proper birthday. Not only did 30 people uh, come to attend that were complete strangers, some kids from school did show up, but over 30 people came that were strangers. But 400 cards arrived. Birthday cards arrived. 400 birthday cards. Wow. Yeah. Dude, check it out. I think we have some. some. Look at, there's the kids. There's Harry on the right. Right. <laughs> Just 
balling it out of his uh <laughs> his bowling. What's with the party. what's with the kid right over his right shoulder though? What's happening there? That kid is he's cute. He's living his cute life. Yes, that's what I meant. He was having a cute day and he, and he thought, you know, I'm gonna take a selfie, maybe erase it later. But uh, <laughs> I thought that that was um, incredibly heartwarming, you know, because it is that guy. And uh, there you go. We point this out a lot, but there are a lot of people out there who are happy to jump in and help with pretty much any situation. If somebody gives them a heads up and says, this person needs help and you need to go here and this is the time we're going to do it. A lot of people will respond to that. Right. A lot of people. It's it's overwhelming we i help run a charity called friends and helpers and we put out the call and people from all over donate some of them a lot of money some of them five dollars but there so many people want to help they just need an avenue and they just need somebody to to point them in the right direction and it's an amazing thing it is and by the way kevin's not that type of guy so i will say friendsandhelpers.org i believe am i right yes and uh, it is it is an excellent, excellent charity for the families and for women who are dealing with things like domestic abuse or in uh, incredibly dangerous environments where they have to flee uh, on a moment's notice and they can escape these uh, these dangerous environments. Well, they escape usually with nothing. And so Friends and Helpers uh, does an amazing job of providing them things that they need to, to press reset on their life. So friendsandhelpers.org, especially around the holidays, it's probably yes. a great Yeah, I mean, imagine, just imagine if you're escaping that kind of violence and you have nothing and you're living in a shelter and it's Christmas time and you have kids and you have no money. Like that's yeah. heartbreaking. They just want kid, life to be going as- to, your, your kid's going to school the next day with no notebooks and no backpack. And you know right. what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just heartbreaking. But uh, yes, and Kevin, has for a long time been doing an amazing job with friends and helpers friends and helpers dot I'm, I'm just the uh, beautiful spokesmodel that's how i like to refer to myself no you are you i don't do the work you're the vanna white of, right i don't do the work friends and i'm not pat sajak don't get that wrong <laughs> <laughs> well, what's happening outro oh you know what i'm talking about bro Say hello and a happy goodbye to the blues Cause Kevin and Mike just gave you all the great news I don't know what that sound was at the end, but I loved it. <laughs> I loved it.